I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning and welcome to Score Values on 670 to Score. I'm Adam Staczynski. Coming up on this week's show, we feature an organization that helps support families with pets who've been diagnosed with cancer. Plus a discussion on a groundbreaking Chicago professional women's basketball team, and they're not called the Chicago Sky. And we are joined now by Sarah Lauk. She is the founder and executive director of the Live Like Rue Foundation. And the Live Like Rue Foundation provides support to families whose pets have cancer diagnosis. And so, Sarah, first off, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. I love to be on the radio and especially <laughs> on the score because I know we reach a whole new audience with your fans. 50,000 watts. It's, it's pretty great. So again, I appreciate you being here. I'm really looking forward to talking about this organization. So uh, let me let me start at the beginning. How do, did Live Like Rue come about? So in 2015, I went to Chicago Animal Care and Control. For those of you that don't know what that is, it's an open admission shelter, which means they have to take in every animal. So if it's overcrowded or a sick animal comes in, they do euthanize. So it's a very, very scary place. But for many years, I volunteered there. And so I went actually to find a foster animal in 2015. It was actually Easter Sunday. And I found Mm. Rue in a cage and He was just amazing. All the other dogs were jumping up and barking in the cage, and he was just kind of calm. So I decided to take him outside. And when I took him outside, he actually had some issues urinating. Um, I ended up fostering him. And then fast forward, he had some teeth removed, and they found cancer. Um, I actually got that news when I was driving to work one day and had to pull over and just kind of, you know, compose myself. Um, I was really upset. Um, and he he basically lived six glorious months. He had the best time. We gave him a bucket list. It went viral. Um, he stayed at the Waldorf Astoria, which is unheard of. They usually allow dogs under 10 pounds. He was about 60. So um, we made th- those six months really count, and people really latched onto the story, I think, you know, because he was a rescue dog. He was a pity-type dog, mm. and people fell in love with him. And after after he passed away, um, in actually 2016, I started the foundation to help other people. And so when we say help other people, and, you know, I, I mentioned at the start there that you provide support to families facing the same situation you did. So when we say you provide support, what kind of things does does Live Like Rue do? Yeah, so the biggest thing is, you know, medical grants. Uh, if you, and if, 
it's funny. People don't really realize what they what we do until they need us. And mm. every time I hear what <laughs> it's interesting, they will say, Sarah, I did not know how important what you do is until I, I was faced with this with my animal. Um, I should know we help dogs, cats, we've helped the ferret, we've helped the horse rabbits, all kinds of animals. It's not just dogs. It's just that dogs are usually the most that we help. Um, So we provide medical grants. We've provided $1.7 million in medical grants since 2016. Um, We also send cancer care packages. So when Rue was sick, he really loved toys, and we were able, you know, to spoil him with treats and all those kind of things. But one of the most depressing things is getting that diagnosis, you know, from your vet. And so these cancer care packages are to Bright, brighten people's days, you know, after really tough diagnosis. And they have all of Rue's favorite things. He loves blankets, tennis balls, toys, treats. Mm-hmm. And we put a McDonald's gift card in there for a burger or ice cream or whatever they want. Oh, that's so great. And so this is actually, I, I, I have a friend who a couple of years ago now had a dog that faced a really similar situation. I can't remember what the exact cancer was, but... It, you know, they and they did. So I don't know if I'll have to ask her. I think maybe they were inspired by they they saw Rue's story at somewhere mm-hmm. because they did the same thing. They gave her a bucket list and she actually lived yeah. like a full year after her diagnosis. But I don't know if they knew, knew about this organization. And so that's why I that's part of the reason why I wanted to reach out to you, because it's I've seen these stories before. And so you 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 mentioned the the financial aspect of helping with vet mm-hmm. bills. And so I think that. Until you face that situation, people don't realize how expensive this can be when yeah. and, and it's so difficult too because you 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 know for many people a dog's a part of the family and you don't want to just let them go and give up yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing is animals are part of the family, and I don't have kids, you know, so they are my family actually so when people see their dogs hurting and, you know, you pile on top of that a five to $10,000 surgery to try to even keep them alive for a year, you know, there's people that say, oh, why are you wasting money on that? Like, my dogs, that, that's what I have, you know, and that's, that's where we help. Even if you had a dog and it had a mass and it needed to be biopsied, we would even pay for that. Um, you know, that's cancer prevention. That's making sure that mass gets removed, making sure it gets tested. Things like that aren't as big of an expense, but for peace of mind, for somebody that can't afford something like that, it, it's so important. And then, you know, things like an amputation where, you know, removing a leg can get rid of the cancer. Those kind of surgeries that can actually save a dog's life are, are so important. And then on top of the medical, you know, I'm Unfortunately, I've become kind of like a psychologist. Um, the emotional support that you can provide people going through something similar is is really important. And it's, it can be really hard. We have really hard days here where we, we lost a dog actually yesterday to surgery. Wow. Um, you know, his tumor was wrapped around his his basically his lungs and everything. And he, he bled out, unfortunately, wow. during surgery that we paid for. And th- those days are so hard. But we live for, you know, the dogs that we can help cure or the payments even that we can help, you know, an owner figure out what the diagnosis is for the dogs. And those are those are why we keep going. You know, the tough days are really, really hard. But the, the ones where we can, you know, even seeing a dog with a care package, it means so much to us. 
And so we are speaking with Sarah Lauk. She is the founder and executive director of the Live Like Rue Foundation. And Sarah, something I, I, I wanted to ask you is, and, and I think you were, and it, it, it's leading from uh, what you were just saying here, because I wanted to ask you how involved you're able to be. And that's because until recently, and this is what I found, this is what led me to you was actually someone posted on Twitter about you doing live like group full time, which you hadn't been doing before. So that allows you to now be even more involved than you were before. Yeah, correct. And I will say I was doing it full time, but I was doing two full full time oh, jobs, okay. which unfortunately <laughs> took away a lot from live like rule because my, my full time job was um, NBC in Chicago what was a 12 hour day. And it was really like a 24 seven type job. Obviously when you work in TV or radio, like mm-hmm. that's, that's what happens. They just become a, it becomes a job that is not um, just the nine to five. So, um, you know, I was actually still doing rural full time as well. And it's impossible not to be doing it because we have to help so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say that I was able to leave TV and, you know, I'm going to be um, broke for a little while, but I'm going <laughs> to be so honored to be able to help people, um, and use even more of my resources and learn even more about cancer and how we can help people and, you know, try to get some more grants. And just you giving this exposure to me today, it means so much to us. So, um, you know, I'm hopeful that being able to devote more time to it really helps us spread our wings even more. Well, of course, uh, we're, I'm definitely happy, happy to do it. And uh, so... A couple more things about Live Like Rue that I wanted to to ask about. You mentioned the care packages, but mm-hmm. I also noticed when I'm just you know, you know trying to read more about what you guys do that you have an ability for someone to request care for someone else. So can you tell mm-hmm. me about that? Yeah. So if you had a friend that had an animal with a cancer diagnosis, and by the way, we do cat cancer care packages too. My friend <laughs> that runs a, a cat rescue, Lulu's Locker, she volunteered to do them because I don't know as much about cats as dogs, but you can, um, you know, our care packages are worth about $70 and, and that's a lot, but almost everything that we put into them is donated. Um, but we only charge $10 for them. And that, that $10 is really just the cover shipping since everything else is donated. But you could go to LiveLikeRue.org and hit care packages and you could apply for, and we send them to everybody. <laughs> everybody, it's not really an application. But okay. you could put in the portal for to order a care package for somebody going going through. And, you know, a lot of times the people don't know, obviously, that you ordered it, but we can put in there, you know, that you had ordered it for them. And this is, mm-hmm. um, this is kind of through live like root foundation. And when the people get it, it's, it's so sweet to see like how it, it care packages are as much for the humans as the animals. That's what I'll <laughs> say, because it's so meaningful to them. I, I can certainly imagine that. And, and how about these, uh, the cancer warriors book? Can you tell me about that? Yeah, so we had uh, basically an entry fee to be entered into our Cancer Warriors book. It was about a year ago, I think, yeah, actually, because we had released it around the holidays. So many people wanted to be in the book. Our friend Lindsay Krebs, she's an amazing author, and she's able to put books together really quick and get it on Amazon. Um, And I think one thing that you always will notice about a pet owner is that they're so proud of their animal 
And, you know, the book is filled with a lot of loss, but it's also filled with so much love. There are dogs in there that beat cancer. Um, every one of those animals in that book are animals that we've helped. That's what we wanted to make sure that book was about. is so that people can see, you know, what Live Like Rue has done and the faces, really, of, of the animals that we've helped. I think it's so important because I can tell you all that we do here, but when you actually see the animal, you know, that we've helped, whether past or living, I think that is the most important thing because it kind of puts a stamp on what we do just to be able to see all the animals we've helped. It does seem like cer- certainly something that would be gr- great to great to have. It, uh, another thing here, your your partner programs, can you tell me, I, I want to give you an opportunity to, to say a little bit about them and what kind of support that they provide you. Yeah, so we have a lot of partners, actually. So if you go to livelikeroo.org, you'll see um, we have a partner with Amazon. So if you go to smile.amazon.com, you can pick a charity, and we get 0.05% of everything you buy. It's funny, every quarter I post how much we raise on there. And, you know, all of all of the women will post on there, oh, I'm $500 of this for sure. So, <laughs> um, you know, people it, people don't think of 0.05 as a lot. We got a check for $1,600 for, um, the, the, for the second quarter. So wow. uh, that's, to me, you know, it's amazing. Um, and, again, it's something so simple. All you have to do when you shop at Amazon is put smile in front of it and then make sure you choose Live Like Rue. Um, Tito, I, I, I need to shout them out. They have supported us, you know, for four years at least. They're one of our biggest donors and sponsors for events that we have. So, so nice to partner with them. And then we have some smaller um, just organizations and businesses that we partner with regularly that you can find on our website as well. And your website leads me now to the, one of the final things I want to ask you about, and because you you are a uh, you know a charitable organization, five hundred one three C, correct? If I have that right, and yep. and so that means that you're dependent on donations. So I want to make sure yep. that I let you uh, give you an opportunity to to explain how people can donate. Yeah, it's it, honestly I have no idea how we got through the pandemic, but then when I go back and look at the donors that we have and the monthly donors that literally keep us afloat. I'm so thankful. I mean, I know for everybody um, that runs a business, it was really, really hard mm-hmm. for those two years. We couldn't do in-person events. So we really relied on Facebook donations and monthly donors. But yeah, I mean, I'm so appreciative of anything, every penny that we get, because it means, you know, that is money that we can put towards the next surgery or the next care package. Um, but livelikeru.org, if you hit donate, you can sign up to be a monthly donor there. We have Zell and PayPal, too. Um, it's livelikeru at gmail.com. But the website is the easiest way. And, again, you know, if you can be a monthly donor, you get a free gift. So you get free oh. free swag if you sign up. Um, and, and, honestly, I'm so, so proud and happy and, you know, just overjoyed at the people that decide to support us because without them, we don't exist. Well, Sarah, that's all that I had for you. Is there anything that I didn't touch on that you wanted to add? No, I really appreciate you having me on. It means so much. And I know, you know, a radio station like the school reaches so many great people and, mm-hmm. and animal lovers. So I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Thank you so much. And again, thanks to Sarah Wauk, founder and executive director of the Live Like Rue Foundation for joining us here on Score Values on 670 The Score. If you'd like to learn more about the Live Like Rue Foundation, you can visit livelikerue.org. I'm listening daily. You are not alone. 
During these challenging times, listening is fundamental to promoting understanding and healing. Here's licensed therapist Dr. Chris Donahue on dealing with insomnia. A lot of us are talking about insomnia with the collective stress that we're all going through. Sleep is going to be one of the most important ways and one of the best ways to actually boost your immune system. Sleep has a really important component that helps us drop cortisol levels, which is one of the most powerfully destructive stress hormones, and helps us boost and helps our immune system simmer down and calm down. So we really do want to be taking our sleep patterns seriously. If you're feeling as though you're worrying and stress is spiking before you fall asleep, there's a lot of things we can do, such as really engaging in fun, humorous, joyful conversation. I myself have been doing gratitude lists. That's a really good way to kind of set the tone to fall asleep and to be able to stay asleep. Talk has the power to save lives. Find out more at imlistening.org. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes I do the same things over and over, until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Up next on Score Values, we're going to be discussing the Chicago professional women's basketball team, but not the Chicago Sky. The Chicago Hustle were formed in 1978. They existed until 1981, and they were Chicago's first professional women's basketball team. If you're not familiar with them or how groundbreaking the Chicago Hustle were, this discussion is for you. And we're joined now by Caitlin Sharkey. She is a sports anchor at WGN-TV. She's also made appearances on shows at various time slots here on The Score. So, Caitlin, uh, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to to jump on with you for sure. So let's rewind to, it was a little over a month ago. You, mm-hmm. you did a story on the Chicago hustle for WGN TV. And it was in it, partly to help mark the, the anniversary of Title IX, which I've talked about a few times in the past several months. And so... The hustle is something that I'd only vaguely heard about before I, I saw your story come across. And so let me just start here. For those that don't know, Chicago transplants like myself that are, haven't, been, <laughs> haven't been in the city for as long, who were the Chicago hustle? Yeah, it's uh, I was the same way. I also didn't know. Um, and also being a Chicago transplant, I didn't know about the hustle. But a lot of people after the story aired, talked to me and said, I didn't know the Chicago hustle existed. And I've lived here my whole life. So um, it's it, I think it, there's a couple of reasons why maybe people haven't heard of it. But it started 44 years ago, um, 1978 um, was the first professional basketball league, the WBL that Bill Byrne wanted to start and they wanted to come to Chicago. So Chuck Shriver, John Garrity um, over lunch decided like, how can we bring a team here in Chicago? How can we do this? How can we make a women's professional basketball team? So those guys kind of got together, um, figured out the marketing, got the players together. um, And a lot of them, they would come from, they came from colleges. So a lot of them were playing like their first collegiate basketball on title nine scholarships. Wow. And then now they get this opportunity to play professional basketball. 
So they came to Chicago and the hustle was kind of born. Um, they played at DePaul. They were coached by Doug Bruno, um, who's a legend of women's basketball, still the head coach at DePaul. So they had great fans, great support. And to hear these women, I talked to many of the players on the team, talk about what those few years were like. It was just a really cool experience um, to hear them talk about just what it was like to play basketball during that time, how they were perceived by fans, how they were perceived by other uh, sports teams in Chicago, because we know how wonderful a sports city the Chicago is. So it was just a kind of a culmination of things, and um, it was a really good, really good team. And they played, you know, teams in the Midwest. The Milwaukee Doe's was their first mm-hmm. game. Um, so it was just a really cool to hear them talk about their stories and like the competition and the high quality of players that they had. Yeah, it, I you know it's it's crazy. You know they were so successful, and and I think it's good that we we're making sure here that their story hasn't gotten lost because you know we have an, another really successful mm-hmm. women's basketball team in the city now with the Sky, who are looking for their second championship in a row as they're in the playoffs right now. And so, why do you think it's important now that we, we that we remember the hustle alongside the Sky is and, and remember that the Sky. Are, are great and they're you know they're they're paving the way but the hustle really got things rolling for women's basketball in the city yeah I think it's tremendously important and Liz Galloway and the quitter who um, was the original member of the hustle and she kind of spearheaded this kind of mission to let everybody know that it's fantastic that the Chicago sky are here and the that what they're doing for women's basketball that the WNBA became a league um, in the 90s all of that is important no doubt but they just want to get the message across that there is a history right there are women that paved the way for them the Chicago Sky players the WNBA players um, way back in the late 70s so it's there's a bit of a disconnect and I'm not sure why like leagues like the WNBA doesn't acknowledge the WBL or teams like the Chicago hustle. Um, I think it's just a matter of not getting the word out enough and doing stories like this is one of the reasons why I wanted to, because people should know the history. I think you have to know where you started to know where you you're going and where you've been. Um, and these women were tremendous athletes and ahead of their time. I mean, they were coming off, you know, the title nine lobbying set into place and then they were professional basketball players. And even though the league folded after a few seasons, after three years, um, it still was there. It still happened. And it still kind of put the wheels in motion. Yes. The WNBA didn't come until the nineties, but it's still history matters. And for all these women that I interviewed and talked to, they still are fans of the WNBA and basketball. And they travel together. They see games together. They were all at the WNBA all-star game. Um, so they care about where the sport is going for women. Um, so you just want the appreciation for where it started in the history. And as we talk about, you know, their, their history and the impact that they had, this is something that I picked up on in your story that I thought was really cool. The fact that when they played, I believe it was when they played the Milwaukee Doe's, it was the first professional women's sporting event to be televised, which, mm-hmm. you know, is, is still something that we hope to keep pushing forward on as it's getting better with the WNBA. But I thought that that was really cool. Yeah, and I mean, um, it kind of worked out that um, WGN was the one that uh, signed them to get their TV deal, so it worked out for me. I didn't know that when I first started uh, 
when my producer and I were researching the story, we're like, hey, that works out well for us um, <laughs> from a WGN standpoint. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, Truck Shriver, who was kind of in charge of the marketing and getting the word out, he would contact writers and stuff that he already knew that were covering sports, have them over to a practice, make sure the TV deals were happening. And they, their early games that were on WGN drew more numbers than Blackhawks games at that time. Wow. So there was an interest. There was this kind of what's going on, like something new and exciting. And um, I think it's really cool. And we're kind of seeing that, like you alluded to now that the NWSL game is going to be on primetime, the NCAA women's championships going to be on primetime. So we're making those steps. But again, the history of the fact that they were able to get a TV deal with WGN, even for a few games um, was tremendous. So what was it like for, for you to learn about this team and, and learn about this history, you know, being a woman and 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 to to recognize how impactful Title Nine was for them and has been for you. Yeah, I mean, it was really this is one of the reasons why I wanted to do the story. I sat down with my producer um, Rick, and we were talking about what kind of Title Nine story do we want to do because it obviously is very important to me. I played sports all my life. Um, I talk about sports for a living. I am very much in a, in a world that I'm, you know, feel grateful that title nine happened. I still feel like there's a long way to go, but help helping these, telling these stories and listening to these women and listening to, for me, it was the coolest part to hear them talk about um, just how much they loved basketball and like the purity of like, they were athletes. Right. And I think a lot of times we forget we're like, oh, women in sports. And it becomes this, uh, you know, term that we like to use or like, oh, that's great. The women are playing sports. And it's like these are top of their class athletes, Mm -hmm. um, people that were playing great basketball, um, some of the best shooters in the league. They I talked to they just had such a love for the game and they had such a talent. So I think it was fun to hear them talk about their passion and how they were some of the first to do it. But also now a lot of them went into coaching. A lot of them are on, they're all part, some of them are part of this board legends of ball where they continue to do scholarships and get the word out about the hustle and, and do other things to help other women in sports. And I think it's just generational um, growth. And I think that to me, that was the most rewarding part of this and working on this story. And so now as we come forward to, to the present, we mentioned this guy earlier, and but we've also touched on how it's kind of been a struggle to get professional women's sports on TV and in prime time. And I notice even now, as I'm following the the sky in their in their current playoff run and even last year, it seems like it's a struggle to, you know, we mentioned the, some of the things that are in prime time, but it still seems like it's a struggle to get these, these high profile women's sports, you know, a really successful team like the sky in, in good in better time slots. Cause it seems like they're playing in early afternoon or mid morning, even some or late morning, I should say sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a challenge for for a long time um but i think the numbers have grown a lot and i think that's the start of something that it's basically just getting people to watch and understand that like you're going to see a really good product you're going to see really great basketball mm-hmm. the sky for example is such a fun team to watch they're so fundamentally sound like they're exciting they're just a really solid team and the numbers the viewership for the WNBA has gone up i think 
It's going to take time, though, and it's already been a process for decades. Um, (laughs) But the fact that they're now in these primetime spots, yes, they're still in these hours that we don't consider our, like, why is the game at this time or why? Mm -hmm. But to me, it's, it's the baby steps and understanding that, if we can just start somewhere and continue to grow the game and, um, you know, listening to the WNBA commissioner at the all-star game, what they're trying to do to spread the word and continue with merchandise and viewership, all of that kind of plays a role. But the, the thing to me is like the talent is there, the, mm-hmm. the brand and everything can just grow so much. And it's so fun to watch a team like this guy. And it, Hopefully they continue their success because if there's there's one thing I think we all know about Chicago, if you're a winner, they'll support the city will support you. So in yes. the, yes. the sky are the best team that Chicago has right now uh, on a professional level. So uh, absolutely. So, uh, well, Caitlin, uh, is there anything else that you, you wanted to add on this? Uh, that's all that, that I had for you. Yeah, I, I would just say that continue to support women in sports. It sounds I think a lot of times people you know, we'll say it. And then mm-hmm. I just want to see the action backed up to it. You know, watch the sky um, today, watch the, you know, follow the other teams as they continue on, whether or not it's the sky chasing championship and support women in sports from young on. I'm always trying to make sure that we include that and tell the stories of these great athletes. So I appreciate you giving me uh, a chance to talk about the, the hustle story and the incredible women that I got to talk to. Well, thank you so much, Caitlin Sharkey of WGN-TV. Appreciate your time. And again, our thanks to Caitlin for that great discussion on the Chicago Hustle. That is it for this week's edition of Score Values on 670 The Score. If there's a topic you'd like to hear about on a future edition of our show, or if you'd like to share information about an upcoming charitable event, Send us an email at scorevalues670 at gmail.com. That's scorevalues670 at gmail.com. I'm Adam Staczynski. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Score Values on 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 